how you threw away a promising career in medicine. Don Dale and the crackpot helped be a brilliant partner. Getting to the heart of a global conspiracy. You're obscenely overdue triple X, Bill. Oh, I'm sorry, Scully. The last two problems are mine, not yours. Shut up, Mulder. I'm playing baseball. Welcome to Condensed Truth, the Essential X-Files podcast. I'm your host, Shelby. And I'm Laura. And we have returning guest, Rocio. Welcome back. Hello. Welcome. Hi. We are talking season six, episode 19, The Unnatural. Yes. This episode aired April 25th, 1999. And it was written and directed by... The one and only David Duchovny. (laughs) His first directing credit on the show and his first like solo writing credit. Damn. Mm -hmm. The title is based off the novel and movie called The Natural, which I've never seen. It's a good movie. Stars Robert Redford. Okay. Were you surprised that I haven't seen a movie? No, I'm not at all. Okay. A little surprised because it's like a baseball movie, but not surprised at all because I know you don't like movies that much. So, yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. So I actually, to start, have a little game. Oh, dear. <laughs> so there are, there's this thing called advanced stats. Well, some <laughs> of these aren't advanced stats, but baseball's big on stats. Mulder even talks about the numbers talking to him mm-hmm. and soothing him. So I know that man is like on the Baseball Savant website constantly. But I'm going to give an initialism. And I want y'all to tell me whether you think it is a baseball one or isn't. And if you're feeling brave, you can guess what it stands for. Okay. We'll start out with okay. an easy one that I know Laura gets. And uh, RBI. That is a baseball stat. Yes. Do you remember, you know what it stands for? Isn't it like batting average? Like your batting success rate? I have no clue then. Yeah. (laughs) I'm not American enough for this game. (laughs) I I almost, I almost brushed up before, but then I was like, no, that's slightly cheating. I'm not going to cheat. I literally have no idea what you guys are talking about. (laughs) RBI is just when you hit, get a, uh, well, it can. It doesn't always have to be a hit. If you right. walk with the bases loaded, that you get the RBI. Okay, but it's basically someone scored. Okay, yeah. there are like few situations where you aren't going to get it, but there's no yeah. need to get into that. Okay, next one. Vorp, V O R P. I don't think that's real. <laughs> you don't think it's anything? It sounds fake. It's actually an NVA thing. Oh, okay, okay. Well, it's not a baseball thing then. Yeah, I forgot what it stands for. <laughs> I'm googling it now. Apparently, it's also a a baseball thing. But no one has ever. I've never heard warp yeah. in baseball, so okay. we're gonna just stick with that. No, it isn't. I don't know what it stands for in basketball either. I think it's like volume something 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 something. Huh. <laughs> okay. War. Like W A R. Mm-hmm. Winning average record. <laughs> yeah, I feel like this is a thing. You got the first one. Okay. It's wins above replacement. Okay. okay. So basically, it's like if you had a replacement level player, which mm-hmm. I p- believe is defined as like just completely average in all other metrics, how more valuable are you? How many oh, okay. more like wins do you provide for your team? Versus someone who is completely and utterly average. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Map. M-A-P. M-A-P? Yeah. Is that anything? (laughs) I don't know. I genuinely don't know. (laughs) It's not anything. It's just the word map. Okay. Okay. I have a few more. Okay. Sierra. Like C E R A? Yeah. S I. Oh, S I? 
Yes, that is a thing. You're correct. Yay! <laughs> it's, I didn't know, I never know what the S and the I stand for, yeah. but the ERA is earn road average. Yeah. But it's skill interactive earn road average. It's basically trying to calculate how much, how much luck the pitcher has on their side. Yeah. Like, wow. are, do you have a low ERA because um, you're good or do you have a low ERA because you have a very good defense or you got right. really lucky? Yeah. See, a new ERA was a thing, but I hadn't heard of the SI part. So I was like, wait, <laughs> maybe mm -hmm. we'll do some fun ones. <laughs> ones that I think are fun. I have three more. They're all, I'll just spoil it. They're all baseball. Okay. They're just funny to okay. me. So this one is pronounced a bat bip. And it's B A B I P. That sounds like fun. Bapip. Any guess as to what it stands for? Batting average per intelligent player. You're <laughs> 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 pretty close. It's great. batting average on balls in play. Oh, okay. So when a ball is hit into mm -hmm. play, what's the bat average? Okay. Um. Okay. Two more. One, WOBA, W-O-B-A. Hmm. I think the B-A part is easy, hmm. but the W and the O are hard. Is it like walk-on batting average? N no. Okay. You've got like most of it. You got the W wrong. So it's weighted on base average. Okay. So okay. what that one does instead of something like on base percentage... How often do you get on base? This one is like, how often do you get on base and how valuable are those on bases? A walk is like, I think in the calculation is like 0. 0.6 mm -hmm. worth like a single. Because okay. it's not valuable. Right. It's not that valuable. It's right. valuable, but it's not yeah. that valuable. Right. And then it's a like home run is, GPA. I think it's like two. Yeah. 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 <laughs> okay. So it's just like, okay. And the last one. I don't think y'all are going to get this even in the littlest. Toot Blan. T-O-O-T-B-L-A-N. <laughs> I'm just laughing because of the word toot. Um, <laughs> yeah, I have no clue. Okay. Any guesses, Rosie? No. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. It's thrown out on the base pass like a nincompoop. <laughs> what? <laughs> And it's when you make a very egregious um, running base running mistake and you get thrown out. <laughs> wow. And that gets its own it, acronym. I was about yeah. to say, yeah. I think it's pretty <laughs> crazy the amount of acronyms that they come up with. Like, I feel like there would be easier ways to figure this out than just turning everything into an acronym. I wonder who is the person who comes up with them. <laughs> yeah. The the two plan has like an actual person. I think he, it's like a Chicago, I don't know if it was Cubs or White Sox fan, mm -hmm. just came up with it on his blog. Right. <laughs> it caught fire because it's very fun to say. Yeah. And sometimes your player just... You know, it gets thrown out on the base pass like a nincompoop. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but the <laughs> but the rest have like similar, like, you know, like W gets put in front and it means weighted. So like mm -hmm. W can there isn't just whoa, but there's other like ones that start with W and things like that. They're they're coming up with new. They literally are coming up with new measurements like every day. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like baseball has, like, the most stats. Like, literally, just they track everything. and Everything can be tracked, which yeah. is kind of phenomenal for a sport. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That is pretty crazy. Well, other sports have, like, lots of immeasurables. Like, you can't... Yeah. Like, defense is especially hard to measure. Yeah. Even in baseball, too. But, like, it's hard to quantify via numbers, like, how good someone is at defense mm -hmm. um, when there aren't measurable stats. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, in, in American football, they have, like, sacks, pressures, hurries, things like that, batted, balls, like, batted away and all that kind of stuff. But it is kind of incredible. Yeah. They, and what's fun about baseball is, like, they, I think it's since... I want to say 2015, they have these 
extremely fancy cameras in all stadiums. And I think yeah. it's called Hawkeye. And so they can like track the ball and mm-hmm. like give percentages of like, if a ball falls in this vicinity, how frequently is it a hit and how frequently is it not a hit? Wow. So you can have like expected batting, batting average of right. a ball. Mm-hmm. Okay, on to the episode. It's all about baseball. Mulder tries to find out about aliens and instead taught about love and <laughs> yeah. sports and all that kind of good stuff. It's very fun. Yeah. <laughs> and a lot of it takes place in the 1940s. We have a flashback. And we start out, and they even have, like, this psych out of, like, you think it's going to be, they, it's, like, the shot of this guy, you're like, okay, this is a myth arc, and then yeah. it's, like, not a myth arc. I guess it kind of, no, it, it isn't even remotely a myth arc. Yeah. It just has the alien bounty hunter. <laughs> I think it's really funny that, like, David Duchovny was like, no, we're going to do the myth arc fake out with just, like, a shot of the yeah. night sky. Yeah, he Got was him. like, no, none of this. None of this, everybody. <laughs> Awful CGI of, like, some weird mountains. To start with, but we're in Roswell. Yes. And he was inspired by this because this episode is inspired by someone named Joe Bauman, who played for the Roswell Rockets, which was their Negro League team. Mm -hmm. And he hit 72 home runs, which is astonishing. Okay. But it's not like, it wasn't like, uh, it wasn't the major league. So it was like Mm -hmm. all of this, not, not for naught, but like, it was just like, damn, you did something extremely impressive. I know it's going to give you credit for it because, yeah, <laughs> like mm. you quite literally could not get into the league right. because of your skin color. Um, and then also, like this episode takes a lot of even at the end, he's wearing a Josh Gibson Homestead Grays jersey. Josh Gibson was also an incredible player in the Negro Leagues, and unfortunately, he never got to play in the majors because he died at like thirty-five. Oh, he had a wow. brain tumor. Oh my god, he died super young. But he was an incredible hitter. Like, Mm -hmm. absolutely incredible. Mm -hmm. (laughs) My other beef with this opening is the cactus. Oh, my God. Which you're not starting to New Mexico. (laughs) There's, like, a very small native range of the saguaro cactus. And it's, like, primarily Arizona. A little bit of... Not in Roswell. Yeah, is that that the Sonoran Desert in Mexico? I see, and mm-hmm. a little bit of California. Mm-hmm. But that's it. <laughs> also, the fact that this cactus is like in grass. Like, do they know how <laughs> desert cacti grow? Um, there's also just like a lot of grass for Roswell, which is like kind of funny because they're in California, so it's not like they couldn't find a more deserty area nearby. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Roswell's in eastern New Mexico, and that is, like, right next to where I grew up, so. hmm And they're playing a game, and I'm, I'm also kind of confused because their shirt says Southwest All-Stars, which it is true that Negro League teams played a lot of games outside of their schedule, um, called barnstorming, I guess, but where they would play, like, local, like, farmhands that have a team or, like, other, like, Sometimes they'd even play against major leaguers. They'd like come out like in disguise and play with them, like against them and everything. Mm-hmm. Oh. Um, so like this isn't abnormal, but like they're this this the all stars and this guy is like missing the strike zone so egregiously. <laughs> like <laughs> it's re- I'm like, how are you an all star? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Back then they were just like a bunch of farmers. It was Yeah. <laughs> He's learning. He's not their starting picture. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What's the other guy's injured or whatever? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. The backup here. The backup mm-hmm. over here. So the the catcher, uh, Josh actually walks up to the plate and the catcher's, you know, saying, you know, you're going to the American League soon, which my other complaint. I, sorry, I'm going to start with like a lot of complaints <laughs> to start with. We'll get, it'll, it'll ease into it. But he says, like, the Yankees, the Yankees are scouting him. The Yankees were, like, fourth to last to, like, get a black player. Mm-hmm. Oh, dear. Um, how Steinbrenner doesn't have that kind of reputation. <laughs> like, I don't know too much of the accusations, but I did see this video of uh, Ken Griffey Jr. 
saying like I think some fans were like getting his autograph and they're like Ken you gotta come play for the Yankees he's like I if they were the only team that would hire me I would retire wow. like I would never play for the Yankees and it's like my yeah. man Damn. and then he was talking a little bit more and apparently I think it was some sort of like they don't like black players kind of thing wow which mm, you know yeah and so, like, this is pure fan fiction from David to Cuffy. Like, <laughs> the first, it really the is. first, <laughs> like, literally <laughs> on multiple levels. <laughs> um, but the first black player in MLB was Jackie Robinson mm-hmm. for the then Brooklyn Dodgers, and the American League team that first signed a black player. His name was, dang, I looked it up. Something dopey. Larry Doby was the first black player in the American League. Okay. He played for the Cleveland team. Okay. <laughs> the Cleveland um, team. The, <laughs> the Spiders. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, the Cleveland team. <laughs> and uh Oh, and also, like, my other thing is, like, these are the Homestead Grays mm-hmm. uniforms, but they played in Pittsburgh slash Washington, D.C. Mm-hmm. I was actually surprised to find out that, like, the, there was, like, a Negro League team in New Mexico. Like, yeah. Because I think the Roswell Rockets were. But I was like, I just, I figured nobody lived out there until, like, the 60s. <laughs> I mean, not many people live in Roswell today, but yeah. Yeah. Because of the alien. They scared everybody off. <laughs> yeah. It's only aliens. <laughs> you know, I've been to Roswell several times. It's it's <laughs> a real shit town. It it's is not really a great bad. place to be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah, there's not that many people and it's also no. incredibly shitty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. So he hits a home run. He hits a fall ball and then finally hits a home run. And it's sixty two, which breaks the record. And then the clan shows up. And of it's course. like, what the hell is happening? Yeah. <laughs> and then, yeah, they're all like, you know, fighting with the clansmen and all that. And, um, yeah. <laughs> and then when he takes the hood off and one of them is an alien. Yeah. I, he was kind of cooking. I just, David Duchovny was kind of cooking. <laughs> that was so wild and ridiculous to me. <laughs> It was just high satire. I co- I had yeah. completely forgotten that the clan was coming in that scene, and I was like, "What the fuck is happening?" Me too. I only remembered the very end of this episode. So. I was like, "What I is going the, on?" I remember. I thought this was like a baseball man. movie of an episode. <laughs> why, why is the clan here? <laughs> Where's Kevin Costner? Why is the clan here? So then we have the credits, and we have a tagline, because David Duchovny had to do it to me, <laughs> in the beginning. <laughs> I have no idea what that means. I'm sorry, okay? <laughs> no, no, honestly, same. I think it's supposed to be a play on, like, in the beginning. Yeah, yeah. Um, but what does but it like mean beginning... in baseball terms? <laughs> <laughs> so, each... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, the game is made up of innings, which are just, like, periods or, yeah. you know... Yeah, yeah. Uh, quarters, not quite the same, but like that's yeah, the yeah, general yeah, yeah. thing. So you got the top of the inning, bottom of the inning. Okay. So a big inning would just be you scored a lot of runs or, you know, oh, something really could happen. I see, I see, I see. <laughs> I got it. Okay. But it's still a bit odd of a tag. A bit line, of a stretch. I'm really honest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's reaching. <laughs> they should have just wrote yeah. Alien Clansmen or something. <laughs> 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 so then we have Mulder and Scully being very cute in the basement office on a Saturday mm-hmm. she's like totally like vibing like she's just smiley she's so chatty this she's is like, so, like flirting for she's them she's so she, flirtatious she, she, but they so, both are it's she's crazy. so horny yeah. <laughs> yeah it's like girl I get yeah. it <laughs> <laughs> she's trying okay she's trying with a capital T her little hobble as she's carrying like these giant book like uh, of old newspapers down there. <laughs> her little tofuri ice rice eye dreams whatever the hell it's I called. I don't know what that yeah. is. <laughs> her like fake ice cream lie so he wouldn't eat her ice cream. 
And I love her saying, Mulder, have you ever thought about going outside and touching grass? And he says, I've seen <laughs> yes. life on this planet, Scully. And I and that is exactly why I'm looking elsewhere. <laughs> Fair enough. Also, like he's being a shut in and then she still like shows up to flirt with him in the office <laughs> on like a Saturday, like, girl, get up. <laughs> Uh, she is so down. It's yeah. it's sad. Yeah. It's yeah, sad well, to watch, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> she's just down bad. She she, she can't is help in it. this episode. She's so, she's so bad. She just like I feel like normally she reigns it in, but not in yes. this episode. She's just like she's given up. She's just yeah. like, oh my god. Like I need to drop a book on his head. He's not getting it. Yeah. <laughs> she's right. <laughs> I can't. I also like how, you know, they fight over the ice cream and then she finds out he's just reading box scores <laughs> from games that happened in the 40s. Like this just absolutely tracks for him as like a character. Like, absolutely. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. But <laughs> so incredibly funny. Like, why? Why is she down here? Like, what purpose is she serving at this point? <laughs> they are not serious. <laughs> I was trying to find because he says you can recreate a game based on the box score, and mm. I was like really confused because it doesn't tell you like what inning things happen. But I realized right. that you could probably follow the batting order, and it would be very convoluted. But yeah, it, it seems actually like, like okay. really hard to do that. Yeah, like yeah, it was it was very interesting to me. Yeah, just like why. <laughs> Because he's a, he's a baseball degenerate. Yeah. <laughs> he's like one of those deep, deep stats fans, too. It's just... Oh, yeah. No. This is why I had a poll the other day about what Mulder should have been doing in the revival. And I do think, like, YouTuber, like, making stat, like, uh -huh. baseball commentary, like, should be a high contender. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, there's, like, a whole market for that. I watch oh, yeah. those videos. I like them. They're yeah. good. Um, Yeah. I just want him to do, like, a career breakdown of, like... Mickey Mantle's best year or something. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It could be like, you know, those YouTubers that like analyze um, TV shows or movies for their consistency in terms of like, I don't know, the costume design or whatever. And I feel like he would watch shows that include baseball references and fact check them. <laughs> like, I want yes. him to watch the entirety of Seinfeld and then fact check every mention about the New York Yankees. <laughs> His, his thumbnail is like is like worst baseball movie ever completely yes. inaccurate exactly mm, yeah and he's soy facing he's like oh yeah <laughs> exactly got those clickbaity clickbaity thumbnails so he's tipped off because he sees a picture of arthur dales with the alien bounty hunter mm -hmm. and josh actually mm -hmm. we have not met arthur dales not for any big reason. Nope. I like him. Mm -hmm. One problem with this episode that makes it very bizarre, which isn't really anyone's fault, is that Arthur Dales was originally played by Darren McGavin, who played Kolchak in Kolchak the Night Stalker, which is why he was hired. Okay. Arthur Dales founded the X-Files. Mm -hmm. And so two days into shooting... Darren McGavin had a stroke, and so they had to replace him. And so, like, the script had already been written. So that's why it's so weird about him being like, my brother's name is Arthur, and I'm also named Arthur. Yeah. It's deeply confusing. But, like, yeah. the, knowing that is like, okay, well, that makes sense. You, This is kind mm -hmm. of a last-minute pivot that right. you had to do. <laughs> but I like how mean Arthur is to Mulder. It's very yeah, David Company really yelling at Mulder. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Via Arthur. And he says, uh, he's he, talking about his other, his brother is like, he said, you were the biggest jackass in the bureau since you retired. <laughs> 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 and then him, him thinking that like Mulder would not be able to like list Mickey Mantle's home run record, like based on, which side of the plate he was on, too. Like, of course, he's, like, a big nerd. Like, yes, he knows that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's literally a huge stats nerd. Like, that's what he's doing on his Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. So, I like to play career mode in MLB The Show, the video game. And my current player is named Vox Mulder. <laughs> and 
I made him a switch hitter because of this. I was like, okay, like, so Mulder probably loves Mickey Mantle. Mickey Mantle was a switch hitter. Yeah. I'll make this Mulder a switch hitter, but I have like zero power because I'm not that good at the game. But anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So one thing I think people don't really understand about this episode, like sometimes I don't think this episode's that beloved by the X-Files community. Like I think the ending absolutely is. Yeah. Yeah. But I think the episode as a whole is like not that beloved. Mm-hmm. And to be fair, like it is a bit like not odd, but like there's not that much Mulder and Scully in mm. it. I can see and why people do. <laughs> let's be real. That's what like they're it. looking for. Yeah. <laughs> and also, like, there's a lot of nerds, which nerds are also into sports, but like it's a smaller percentage, I would say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think like they just don't understand like <clears throat> where David Company is coming from because. The way Arthur talks about baseball isn't that ludicrous. That is how old people talk yes. about baseball. That's how yes. young people talk about baseball. Yes, that is how people <laughs> who really, really love baseball talk about baseball. And so if you don't have that type of influence in your life, or if you don't feel that way, it's kind of confusing, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It just seems very silly. But like, I don't, I mean, I have like a primarily knowledge of American sports, but I do don't know of another sport that talks about itself in this way that baseball talks about itself. Mm-hmm. It, yeah. you know, there's this thing people say, like, how can you not be romantic about baseball? Right. <laughs> like, it is just so, like, to a point that is deeply irritating sometimes, to be completely honest, of, like, mm-hmm. just this, it's, like, not kind of moralizing, just, like, very, like, holds it very sacred. Mm-hmm. Baseball is very sacred to these people. Right. And it's very serious. And it's also very fun, but it's also like very holy to them. Like there's this whole thing about unwritten rules, <laughs> like just a lot of like enforcing culture about baseball, uh-huh. things you're not allowed to do about baseball. And it's all so mm-hmm. arbitrary and stupid. And so, like, the way Arthur talks about it, it's just like so spot on. But I think if you don't have that context, you're just like, what the hell is going on here? Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's a bit yeah. niche, like, in terms of the topic that they chose. Um, but I thought, I mean, I assumed that I was just missing out on, like, 80% of all these things because I'm not American. But the way that, <laughs> like, Arthur Dales or, or even Mulder are talking about <clears throat> baseball... Um, it's analogous to the way that, for example, a lot of Latin Americans talk about football, aka soccer. Right. Mm-hmm. Like we yeah. talk about it that way. We, you know, mm-hmm. people know stats and they know their the formations of teams that they loved and which you know generation yeah. played better and yeah. all of the wins and all of the trophies and stuff like that. And they hold it very sacred in the same way. So it's kind yeah. of like mm-hmm. it's it's about sports, let's say. Yeah. Uh, not so much. Yeah. I mean, it is about baseball specifically, but you could take it, you know. And apply that to this to another sport. Yeah, I totally yeah, agree. Yeah, totally. I think that's definitely just kind of how we tend to view sports in general. Whenever you're like really into it, like it's it is about baseball, but it's also not about baseball. But it is very American about how super into baseball it is, you know. But I do think mm-hmm. it is, yeah, totally applicable to like any sport, really. <laughs> hmm. And I like Arthur's, you know. It's like, do you believe that love can make a man shape shift? Like, he's just always like posing these questions to Mulder, and Mulder's being like so deadly serious about it. And Arthur's like, I'm not, I'm not talking about what you're talking about. I'm not talking about aliens. I'm, I'm talking about love. I'm talking about baseball. I'm talking about the whole enchilada. And, mm-hmm. and Mulder's just like, conspiracy, alien going on. <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. Yeah. Yeah, I like how much he kind of just drags Mulder a little bit and kind of mm. dangles him, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. And so now we're in 1947 with Arthur, and he is assigned to protect Josh Exley, who is being threatened by Klansmen. Mm-hmm. And this episode, like, I'm trying to figure out, like, what the tone, what a good way to describe the tone is, because it's, like, kind of, like, whimsy. Mm-hmm. Like, it's very silly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, whimsy's a good Not word. necessarily in a bad way, but, like, yeah, like, and it's so interesting to have this tone juxtaposed with, like, the very serious, like, this is Jim Crow America. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. they are playing in this yeah. league because, like, they are being, you know, the racism being kept. Yeah. Withhold, like, preventing them from going to, like, 
the big league mm-hmm. to show off their skill be- simply because they're black. Mm-hmm. But like, even with all of that, like, I, 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 li- I do like that. I like that it's just not this like dour period piece. Like, mm. you know, the the guys, like, it, it's a bit odd, and I could see some criticism of like, why are these like, especially when like they're talking to Arthur Dales and they're just like talking to a white cop, like it's nothing. That's like a bit odd, but yeah, I don't know. Like, I didn't mind it necessarily, mm. but it is kind of like. <laughs> Takes a minute to get your like head around like what the hell is going like what is this tone? It's yeah. definitely like a fantasy a bit, you know? It's like mm-hmm. real world setting, but kind of still a fantasy situation with the way people behave. Yeah. Know? I mm-hmm. thought it was very like the approach to the episode was very dated in a way, because um mm-hmm. having a story that is yeah. ostensibly about this incredibly talented black player who cannot play in the major leagues because of racism, yet we're getting it through the point of view of this white cop who is supposedly yeah. like yeah. one of the good ones. And he really wants to protect um, all of these players and especially this player from being attacked. Um, but yeah. like, I, I was just comparing it in my mind to Watchmen, which is set like the new Watchmen, which is set in a, a similar time frame. I think it's earlier, but um, where you, you've, you have a much more like realistic version uh, or vision of like race relations in that era mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. all with without at the same time it's like obviously a fantasy show so you do have whimsy uh, and characters that you know have superpowers or whatever um but i think it's about like perspective and who gets to be in the front seat <clears throat> of storytelling and mm-hmm. i don't know i just think that like a modern audience's reaction when when we get a story about white cops and at the same time we're dealing with the clan it's like they're the same picture <laughs> like, yeah right yeah no exactly um it definitely feels a little like eye-rolly like arthur like in young arthur in this is such like an ally with a capital a you exactly know? it's like he's like you know, he's like the perfect sort of ally in this scenario, but like realistically he wouldn't be. And also exactly. like at the beginning too, you have your like very classic, like sort of colorblind theory. Like, I don't care if you're green or purple or, you know, whatever. That's exactly what I was thinking about. Yeah. Well, I, I yeah, I thought that was more like he's like a white moderate, like, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. like he's not, he's yeah. not going to stick his neck out for anybody. He's just like, it's not about that. It's about how like people should not be allowed to just like solicit murder in public you know like i thought that was good because i was like yeah i feel like he's not necessarily trying to make arthur more than what he is Mm -hmm. but but i think my thing is like to me i think this episode isn't really about the race part Mm -hmm. like because yeah i mean on on the part that like josh actually is like literally an alien right no (laughs) of course Um, yeah yeah (laughs) yeah but like yeah i think i think people think and i mean it is about race like it it is about you know it is a color line in baseball Mm. Mm -hmm. but i think primarily i feel like what david coveney is trying to say has more to do with sports and this i you know when he's talking to arthur dales and he says you know you want me to think one of the greatest baseball players, Josh Exley, was an alien. And mm-hmm. he says, yeah, they all are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and he just starts listing these players, which I love when he says Gibson. He's like, Bob or Kirk. Yeah. <laughs> I do want to shout out um, David Duchovny's performance in this episode. Like that, the entire yeah. dialogue with Arthur Dales, where he's playing the straight man, which is strange for him. Mm-hmm, and the right. other guy is just like, yeah, they're all aliens. And he's like, oh, Babe Ruth yeah. was an alien? <laughs> I, just was, I was dying laughing. Yeah, it's it was it's so good. It's so <laughs> it's good. good. Yeah. But like, yeah. So like, to me, like this episode is about like, you know, uh, somebody so good at sports, and it's just so it's so unfathomable yeah. that it it seems otherworldly, right? And that's something extremely common in sports right. to talk about. Yeah, yeah. It's also like, I don't think like the race is the point of this episode, and I also don't think it should be. You know, like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's hard because it's like, I mean, you have to address it, but yeah, it's like, I don't want them to talk about race, not because I don't think it's important, but I think that they suck at it. Right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, so they really should not place. be the ones doing yeah. it. Yeah. 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 
It's no, like I, I think this would be an infinitely worse episode if you were asking David Duchovny to oh, like, absolutely tackle the Jim Crow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I was going to say South, but like New Mexico isn't even South. Mm. I don't really know the temperament of how it was there. I like I don't know if they had Jim Crow laws or whatever. Mm. Uh, I'm I'm pretty sure they did. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. This is also this is also like Eastern New Mexico, which is more conservative than that's true. Albuquerque and Santa Fe. Mm. The hippies in the mountains, yeah. And yeah, like, they're all aliens. Like, I, I love that idea. It reminds me of in, in Haikyuu, which I threatened to talk <laughs> about in this. Uh, there's an episode called Monster's Ball, and they talk about, like, the guys who are the bench warmers <laughs> mm-hmm. sitting there like, damn, like, we do not belong here. <laughs> like, these, 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 all these kids are, like, a bunch of freaks. <laughs> and one of them's just like, yeah, like, I mean, yes, that's true, but it's also kind of inconsiderate because it does, like, sweep away like the hard work they put in yeah as right, if it's like yeah. just innate talent but at the same time he's like it's exciting to be invited to the monster's ball <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> nice also Mulder giving the kid like a dollar tip he's never gonna tip well <sighs> nope <laughs> it's a consistent personality trait yeah I think I feel like gas at the end was like a buck fifty so <laughs> I feel like a dollar tip isn't like that <laughs> And with just lots of, like, little baseball things, you know, the kids arguing about, you know, the things, like, all the players taking dip and Arthur, like, taking mm-hmm. entirely too much and vomiting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, <laughs> that's crazy that, like, I mean, it makes sense. It's crazy they were not wearing batting helmets at the time. Yeah. Um, right. There was at least one death. Someone did die when they got beaten in the head once. Um. He gets beaned in the head, but he doesn't die. But he he has the green goo in the glove. He's muttering gibberish. And, uh, you know, he says he's from Macon. (laughs) And then later he's like, I've never been to Macon. (laughs) (laughs) So we're we're getting some bits of like, okay, like he is an alien. Like Mm -hmm. this is recognizable X-Files alien facts. Mm -hmm. And Arthur, you know, looks into this because he's, you know, a very serious cop. And so he calls Macon, and he inadvertently reveals Exley's location to the alien bounty hunter. Yeah. Good job, buddy. Well, at the same time, like, I guess he didn't know he was Josh Exley. He just knew he was playing baseball or or something. Yeah. And then we have um, more, like, you know, asking ourselves and telling the audience, like, more... Exley really doesn't want to go to the major leagues because he's completely tanking in front of that Yankee scout. Yeah. And then, mm-hmm. like, the second they leave, he's like, okay, I can hit a homer. Like, I can yeah. hit a homer on, like, on will. I loved, <laughs> I loved I that part. That was so funny. That was just, like, yeah, really good. <laughs> it's like, they weren't even gone. Like, surely they heard the homer. <laughs> As they were leaving, he was like, okay, I can do it now. Mm-hmm. Um, I had to screenshot the moment at right after that where um arthur is talking to the little boys and the boy says and i quote they won't relish the idea of him being in the majors after such a piss poor inning as this <laughs> and i was like no child has ever talked like this baseball Who wrote critic that line? <laughs> it's like put him in the pants please be serious <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he said no with this episode. He said absolutely never. Incredible. <laughs> and Arthur, like, I don't. He just like wanders into Axley's room in the middle of the night. He's like, "Well, he's awake. I'll, I'll go talk to him." <laughs> or like, there's something weird. And he's just like his big old alien head somehow keeps that cap on. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so in the book I read, I couldn't find any, like, more info about this, but it says that one of the aliens was Doug Jones, and I don't know if it's the same Doug Jones as, like, the Doug Jones Mm -hmm. that's always the alien. Mm -hmm. Okay. But I was like, Doug Jones? (laughs) In the (laughs) X-Files? That's crazy. But maybe it was Doug Jones, maybe one. But I do love, like, was that, like, a dolly zoom when, like... They meet and he like yeah. passes out. <laughs> yeah, that was real funny. <laughs> oh, so good. So we get we get into the lore, Exley's lore about how an alien fell in love with baseball. 
And I like how he describes them in very like <laughs> kind of segregationist terms, which I don't know if that was on purpose or it was just like supposed to show how like out of norm he was. But he's like, we keep to ourselves, you keep to yourself. Right. And it's just like, yeah, I don't I don't think he was giving any more deep thought to that. Yeah, that was just that was, like that was as deep as it went. <laughs> I was like, uh, weird. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but he was just like, I heard the crack of a bat, and it was amazing, and I laughed, and I fell in love, and it's mm-hmm. it's very, it's very sweet, it's very yeah. romantic about baseball. Yeah, yeah, it is. And I do like there's a few moments where like David Duchovny, the director, connects like the '40s visually to current day, but like. It's on the TV screen or like mm-hmm. the poor boy like the dr- walks the through clothes. the camera and then walks away. Yeah. 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 I really like that. I thought that was a really nice touch, especially like how whimsy the episode as a whole was. Yeah. Yeah. It is. It is actually a really good directing choice. I liked it a lot, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he is just like trying to explain like alien bounty hunters, blah, 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 blah to Arthur. And Arthur's just like, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> No, he's, I'm just saying he's having, like, a really loser day, Mulder, because, like, he he can't engage with Arthur, and he can't engage with Scully yep. to get her to care about, you know, these aliens and baseball, and she's like, no, that's boring. <laughs> and Arthur's like, no, man, you're crazy. Get out of here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So the alien bounty hunter is like lurking, letting Josh know that he knows where he is and Mm -hmm. justice will be served and all that kind of stuff. And and he even ends up killing the scientist, studying the goo and then frames Exley and all that kind of stuff. I like how the scientist (laughs) is wearing like dish gloves instead of just like normal gloves. All the stupid little colors. With the colored water. Yeah. Just like... (laughs) prime example of doing science is just differently colored water <laughs> yeah there was like an Erlenmeyer flask or a round bottom flask like yeah. <laughs> something I swear to god was bubbling <laughs> yeah oh yeah for just some reason yeah this like very sleepy very very silly distillery setup <laughs> <laughs> and Arthur comes to warn his friend that uh, the police are coming and they play a little bit of catch, and it's really nice, and it's it's nice yeah. and interesting that Exley is, like, he 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 says a lot of, like, you know, stupid human, you know, emotions like pride, because, yeah. like, he says, like, you know, a lot of black people look up to you, and he's like, well, I'm not one of them, <laughs> so, like, it doesn't really matter to me what they think, and, and but in this scene, he is like, will you tell your kids? how I played the game. And I I thought that was really interesting. It's a bit of that transformation Arthur was talking about, like from a man into something else, Mm -hmm. purely based on love. And he says he's going home, which is extra funny because in baseball, it's the home plate. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And so he's like, I'm going home. And then he's like going to play baseball. (laughs) Yes. So he flees... And even like when Arthur is being grilled by the other police and he says, uh, he said he was going home and it's just like literally the camera shot is of home play. <laughs> it's like, David, we get it. I, I liked that it was just kind of like silly, like it over was the so top. Silly. I loved like, it. Yeah. Really in your face. Mm-hmm. So we're kind of back at the beginning of the cold open with a... The clansmen, everyone else flees. Mm. And then the alien clansman is like, I've got to kill you now. I can't believe you would risk the project for baseball. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, I hit a home run tonight. I broke a record. <laughs> Do you understand? <laughs> I'm somebody, damn it. Yeah. <laughs> and Arthur holds Exley in his hands as after like the alien bounty hunter stabs him with the alien stiletto and he's he's bleeding real blood, real human blood. And it's like Symbolic. Never explained, but it's so whimsy. <laughs> so it's like, who fucking cares if he's an alien or a human or if he got transformed it's by symbolism. the power of baseball? Somehow <laughs> it's symbolism. a metaphor. In all yeah. capital letters. Yeah. <laughs> that moment was like, we are all one race. <laughs> 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 
Yeah, Arthur Dale's story is why moderate. Exactly. He became he became human in the end. <laughs> He's a real boy. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, and I I love the shot. Like it's playing this uh, the gospel song they sang on the bus earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Come and go with me through that land. And Arthur's holding his chest and like the overhead shot. I I love that I shot. Mean, it's like one of my. It's my favorite of this episode. Yeah. I don't know about y'all, but to me in this episode, they were just like boyfriends the entire time. Like Arthur yeah, and Josh Exley definitely had definitely had some chemistry there and it was a little thing. Um, yeah. And I kind of liked this little boyfriend's story. It's sad in the end, but. Yeah. It was cute. Yeah. David Company said, bury your gaze. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's the 90s. <laughs> That's what you did. <laughs> exactly. We're on the scene. That, this is the only thing most people know about this episode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's one of my absolute favorites. It's so good. Yeah. It's so good. It makes me feel so happy every time I watch it. It is but like on another level. It's so cozy. It's yeah. And and David Duchovny, since he was director, he like didn't call cut. So he, I think he was just grinding in Jillian for like several minutes. <laughs> of course, oh since at least the legend. It's like good God. I, I mean, would just hate to be on set with him. Like let's it be real. Like, like yeah. They're so messy. <laughs> yeah. They're like, I love mess. I think Taylor Leone was seven months pregnant at this point. Whoops. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> it's like West is on the way, so you better get your shit together, Duchovny. Uh <laughs> anyway, back to the actual episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Instead of just Golovny lore. Um, <laughs> so he's wearing Josh Gibson's jersey and he's like mm-hmm. hitting pitches and he's so cute mm-hmm. and this and Scully's like so fun like so uh, I get this message marked urgent on my answering service from one Fox Mantle telling me to come down to the park for a very special very early or very late birthday present and Okay, I've seen people take issue with Scully saying she's never, like, hit a baseball. I've never hit a baseball. Because they were like, she has older brothers. But I'm going to be honest, I think the Scullys are 100% a football family. Mm. I can see that. It's also, like, batting is really hard, and I've literally never hit a baseball in my entire life. Never? Like, an actual baseball? Or just never, like, hit... No, like I've tried. It's not that I haven't tried. It's just I'm that uh-huh. bad at batting. It is very hard. Mm-hmm. Like I just, I just can't. And so, like I've had multiple people teach me and like try and put in some really great effort, and I appreciate that. But I think I just can't bat to save my life, literally. <laughs> so I totally mm-hmm. believe that she's never hit a baseball. It's really hard. Mm-hmm. Hmm. It is so funny when people are like, "I could hit like a fastball," and it's like you can't. No, like I promise you, you cannot. Right? You can. You think you can hit a ball going ninety miles per hour? <laughs> yeah, ninety is like the low end. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. Right. Um. So I think. So I, I I can't quite remember the details, but I think uh, a ball thrown a hundred miles an hour, which I think is that like. I'm trying to remember what it is in kilometers. I think it's 120. Okay. Something like that. But yeah. ball thrown 100 miles an hour, you have about three tenths of a second to decide whether you're going to swing or not. Yep. Like that's how little like low margins you yeah, have yeah. to decide. Mm-hmm. Make contact. Make good contact. Mm-hmm. And like when a ball's thrown that hard, like luckily it's going to travel off the bat pretty far too. So you don't have to put too much power behind it necessarily. But mm-hmm. anyway, it's, yeah, it's, you would be lucky to like foul off a ball. <laughs> it's crazy. It's the people that genuinely, I was like, no, I could never, I could never for the life of me. I can barely hit like soft toss. I, I can hit a baseball, but not very well. I mostly like get on top of it and just chop it to the ground. Mm. <laughs> but yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna level with him. He's not making great contact. He is making contact, but he's right. he's frequently late, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and he's not making great contact. <laughs> but he looks sexy doing it. Yeah. So you know, I, I forgive him. Oh yeah. <laughs> Focus on what really matters here. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Scully so, is. So she's yeah. She says I've never hit a baseball, and so he's like, get in here, and the iconic kips beforehand. 
And of course, he he gets the camera uh, right up in there. I like when they're holding the bat and she starts kind of moving her hands up. <laughs> it's so cute. That little thing, and then they go back down. That was really cute. That was probably <laughs> my she's favorite She's like, I'm part. in the middle. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was really adorable. It was so cute. And it's so, so rare to see Scully like that having that much fun and being so like flirty and loose Mm -hmm. i was like kicking my feet twirling my hair like who is this woman we're watching jillian (laughs) we're not watching skull exactly (laughs) yes yes because jillian is this flirty yes 100 percent. and like whenever in david company written episodes like in the this one and then the one we'll get to eventually hollywood Mm -hmm. ad they're just, she's like so much bubblier and so fun yeah. to like see that side of Scully. Cause it's like, I don't think this is out of character. I think she just hides this 99.9% of the time. Right. I agree. And I think too, it's like Mulder sees it more than other people. So maybe Mulder genuinely mm-hmm. sees her as a like more of a fun, bubbly type of person yeah. than other people. Yeah. Like, even in season one, she would sometimes say stuff and have, like, mm-hmm. a really sly smile. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but she'd yeah. say something in a tone that wasn't, like, it wasn't overtly bubbly or anything. But it was, there was enough there that you really got a sense of her that she had, like, a sense of humor and she, liked to crack jokes and everything. But I mm-hmm. think, but I like, I do like how stern she is most of the time because I think it fits in with this, like, woman in a male-dominated mm-hmm. field. She can't give them anything. She can't be bubbly. She can't be, she can't be feminine. how she probably is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I think it's a great character note. They maybe accidentally did, or maybe it was all Jillian. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I think it's fair. I think you're right. I think it's like in a professional setting, she has to be the serious one because she knows that he's already right. perceived as Spooky Mulder, the crazy one. Whereas mm-hmm. when they're alone and she can let her guard down, it's like the hu- the sense of humor comes out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, I think... Yeah, she is more professional than Mulder. We know that. And so we usually see her professional face. But like, A, it's Saturday. And B, (laughs) she doesn't feel like being professional this day. We've already established that at the beginning with the ice cream. And like, so then C, it's like, of course, she's like having more fun and letting, you know, letting loose a little bit. And I know they're kind of like, they're not really at like batting cages, but I know that like batting cages frequently also sell like alcohol, like beer and stuff. So it's like, you know, maybe she's mm-hmm. had a couple beers. She's she's feeling fun <laughs> and a little flirty. Good for her. Yeah. Yeah. She's feeling herself. Yeah. 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 And we have the great speech, which I just love. Like there's mm-hmm. so many good bits in it. You know? <laughs> a promising you know, medical medical career you gave up to chase aliens. The smile on her face when he says <sighs> that too is real yeah. cute. <laughs> crack but was it crackpot i'll be a brilliant, brilliant partner <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah and then his idea like his issues bloody into his speech of saying like you know that brand new suede jacket you just got on a g-woman salary <laughs> you're ridiculously overdue triple x bill I mean, he can't even afford his porn like it's bad. i need to teach this man to budget <laughs> like, sad <laughs> sad you <laughs> But it's just—it's so cute. It's—it's—it's it's, it's so perfect. Oh, also, this is where our last Mulder rating clip comes from. Is shut up, Mulder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm playing perfect. baseball. Yeah, it's, it's so, so good. good. And then, like the baseballs becoming, like the hit balls becoming, like stars in the sky. Like cute, just so perfectly whimsical yeah. and and perfect. And I think, yeah. David Duchovny can have a little bit of fan fiction as a treat. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. He just was like, I need them to write about, like, tag this, you know? Yeah. Post the unnatural. <laughs> They've already had ideas of what happens after this. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, anyway, I just blackout smile for 10 minutes after watching it i absolutely love the scene it's <laughs> perfect and i i like the whole episode i think it's really fun i think i love baseball so of course that's gonna work yeah. for me and everything yeah this is one of the first x-files episodes you ever showed me because of the ending it was so shippy yeah, you just correct. had like yeah so many msr feels you needed to yeah. like share them with someone and i i always remember it it's just like yeah, it's just like a fun episode. Um, it's just kind of weird, but I like that. Mm-hmm. 
so that was the episode. And we have our segments. And as always, we start with Agent Mulder. Shut up, Mulder. Damn it, Mulder, Mulder! The Mulder rating. He's like kind of, I feel like he's kind of annoying, but mostly not. Like it's just everything is making fun of him. So I'll give him a three. I feel like he wasn't that annoying, but yeah. Laura. Yeah, he's pretty innocuous this episode. Um, like he is annoying, but it's not like bad. Um <laughs> so I give him a six. Rosia. Yeah, I would also give him a six. I feel like his baseline level is like a four or five. And then in this right. episode, for me, he was more pathetic and flirty yeah. than yeah. annoying. Mm-hmm. But he did he did have a couple of annoying moments, like when he um ate uh her Jisco. Yeah, when he's <laughs> spilled it too like he s- didn't just eat it he also spilled it yeah when he so. yeah and also don't spill my ice cream he didn't help her bring down those heavy books down the sti- down the stairs <laughs> yeah like yeah. those are clearly too heavy for her do something but yeah, like, yeah they're as, as big, big as, her. as her yeah <laughs> exactly so then we have our so uh this must be the enigmatic agent scully sassy scully moment laura um, yeah, it was just, we were feasting this episode. Every time she was mm-hmm. on screen, there was some quip that was just fantastic. I think my favorite part, though, was whenever she took the dig at, like, people who were into baseball stats as being, like, lame. And, like, the look on Mulder's <laughs> face is, like, genuine, just, like, hurt and shock. And it's hilarious. <laughs> like, she she rarely like really hits a nerve with him sometimes but she uh-huh. really hit it like it was just beautiful um so that was my favorite one personally i like how he also it's like trying to get her on his side he's like yeah they're numbers yeah. you're science you like, you numbers. like numbers yeah yeah you would love it <laughs> it's so funny and she's just like no i wouldn't i know <laughs> i actually don't really give a shit <laughs> yeah it's so beautiful yeah, mine was um, when she says, oh, you're Mr. Live It Up, aren't you? You're Mr. Squeeze Every Last Drop or something. It's like, yes, drag him, because you know what? You're right. <laughs> uh, yes, there are so many in this. I wrote down, you just defaced uh, the property of the U.S. government. You that was old, funny. That one's great. Yeah. But I also do love... <laughs> the I just got a, a a message on my answering machine from one fox mantle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, perfect. She was so good in this episode. I love her so yeah. much. Barely in it, but just amazing when she was. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I also do like how David Duchovny wrote an episode. I mean, obviously he's directing, so he doesn't want to put too much on his plate. But he's like, "We're okay, look, we're barely going to be in this. Like, we're going to have some off time. <laughs> yeah. He's like, he's obviously still on because he's directing and all yeah. that. But like, I bet Jillian was like, great, I'll just come in, be a little flirty, and then leave. Yeah. I'll be in my trailer, folks. Yep. <laughs> okay. And lastly, we have... Welcome. You've got mail. Our 90th moment. Rocio. Yeah, it was kind of hard to pick because I feel because part of the episode was set in a different timeline. Um, yeah, we weren't exposed I almost to said you could do a 1940s one. As much stuff, but um, yeah. there were a few a, a few things like um, his Mulder's outfit that he's wearing throughout the episode. It visually reminded me of like something that uh, one of the guys from Friends would have worn, like that type of. <sighs> outfit of like slightly over large oversized jacket and with like a i don't know if it was a sweater or, or no it was a t-shirt wasn't it underneath but like pl- mm-hmm, a plain a oversized jacket and a plain oversized t-shirt and the you know straight cut jeans that was very 90s to me mm-hmm. yeah for sure laura um yeah i agree it was hard to find a 90s moment with this episode because it's mostly set in the 40s and so then i thought well maybe i could do a 1940s moment and then i was like nah that's just like jim crow so i ended up (laughs) deciding on the fact that like these old newspapers from new mexico are like in these bound 
binders (laughs) instead of just being like digitized or even like microfiche um because those were definitely you know they might not be digitized now but that is like a big project for a lot of like archives and stuff is to digitize them so the fact that it's not that was mine (laughs) Mm -hmm. i did do a 1940s moment yeah because totally the baseball gloves were just cracking me up yeah just so old school like they're 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 like kind of shaped like a human hand and they have an incredible amounts of padding mm-hmm. but if you look like the other two fingers are not being used at all <laughs> yeah <laughs> um and also like the old school like catchers one was kind of incredible to me i noticed that too that was a really cool mitt yeah yeah so i really like those and even like the the uniforms were pretty good because i'm pretty sure they used like wool back then yeah this hat i have on which is a homestead grays one is wool. Yeah, it's made by this company called the Ebbets Field. I also Ebbets Flannel. Really liked the banter between um, the catcher and um, an ex. Like I thought that that was really good. That was some good nineteen forties banter mm. um, between mm-hmm. the catcher and whoever's at bat. I also like that the batter and catchers like probably talk to each other more than we realize, oh, and yeah. we just like mm. never. <laughs> totally the only time you ever think anything about it is like one of when the catcher stands up and they start fighting yeah which (laughs) he sets out the so that was the episode yeah and it's my two loves two of my loves is the x-files and baseball and so i love this episode i think it's i think tonally like it's kind of a bit funky but i think for baseball it makes a ton of sense I didn't even mention that Vin Scully is does the announcer voice mm-hmm. in at the beginning, and I think oh. that might just be it. But it was, yeah, it was at the beginning. So Vin Scully is the um, Vin Scully is the what's the word I'm looking for? Inspiration for Dana Scully's yeah. name, and he did it for free because they didn't have a budget to pay him to do this. <laughs> this is like, very oh, yeah, kind so of him. I'll just say these feelings. <laughs> very kind of him. Yeah. But I I did ask because I I was genuinely curious, and it's sometimes it's hard to gauge how popular an episode is in the in the fandom. And I don't think that, I think outside the the last scene, I don't think it's particularly popular. Um, so I hope I gave it some um did some justice for the episode because I th- I think the rest of it like is still good, and I think it's interesting, and I think this theme of like you know I love sports, and I think. I, I went through this period where I watched like a ton of the 30 for 30 documentaries because the intersection of sports, like the way it reflects culture at the time, yeah. it's such a time capsule in that way, but also like it is culture and it also yeah. reflects culture yeah, and yeah. it reflects our ideas of what, at the time it reflects whatever ideas we have. And so I think this like, you know, reflecting, you know, the very racist Jim Crow American time period and and kind of connecting um, you know this alien the best way to hide play baseball and hide was to be like a black man yeah and and connecting this otherness that he feels from his own community and also from you know society as a whole to the plight of African Americans in the U.S. in the 1940s and today, but really connecting that and and like, I think that might be the part people kind of get confused about sometimes. Like, it's not trying to say like anything about, you know, anything more than just like hiding from from like view. In that, I'm sorry, I'm trying to be, I'm trying to articulate my thoughts in a clear manner. <laughs> but I feel like he's not trying to say anything too big. It's just yeah. more like. You know, of course, if an alien was in the 40s, they would like pretend to be of a black course. person yeah. to, to hide. You know, yeah. hide. Yeah. I think, as always, race could have been done better, but I think I like that it's just subtly there. It's not overwhelmingly because that would just be so much to put in one episode. It knows I think. it's like, not you, its you place, really... and I think exactly. that it's better for that. Like, yeah. It touches yeah. on it enough, but not too much. Mm hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. And I do really like how much the how much the Negro Leagues play in this episode because 
it's kind it was honestly kind of hard for me as like a current day where like I feel like we talk about the not like we're always talking about the Negro Leagues but MLB takes a lot of effort to try to you know in the in December 2020 they recognized all those records right. as like valid baseball mm-hmm. records I didn't know this but Jackie Robinson Day didn't come around until 2004, so this episode even predates Jackie Robinson Day, which, for people who don't know, Jackie Robinson Day is April 15th every year. MLB, every team wears his number and no name on their jersey, so every player on the field is number 42, and it's to honor him as, like, that's the day he broke the color barrier, Mm -hmm. and so it's one of my favorite days. I just, it's so fun, And, and, like, so currently MLB has done a lot more to recognize the Negro League, recognize the fact that, like, a color barrier needed to be broken. Mm-hmm. So this episode even predating that, I was like, wow, that's kind of crazy, like, that yeah. he really did, you know, point you point this stuff out in a, a time where I feel like it wasn't as commonly discussed and everything. Yeah, fair enough. Did y'all have anything? Um, not really. I... I like the episode. Um, I think it's fun. I understand why people don't like it, but I also think it's, you know me, I I like it when the X-Files gets a little silly. Like, I like having a little yeah. silly every now and then. It's That's more fun for me, and it makes me like the show more when it doesn't take itself so seriously every now and then. Um, and this is a really fun example of that, and you get, like, something that's really shippy and kind of just like not really that serious doesn't really matter a whole lot but it's fun and it's nice and i enjoyed it yeah plus you get horrible styrofoam cactuses um, (laughs) exactly ridiculous yeah i also do like david he was like i will do it myself i will you know spray paint do something for the shippers give the people what they want (laughs) yes he gave the shippers what they want and i also like that he did kind of give jillian a little bit of a shooting break too like she's not in it very much but like her work in it is seems pretty easy for her um Mm -hmm. yeah that was just her being herself a little bit yeah (laughs) Yeah. oh you need flirty she can be flirty it's good Well, that was our episode, and I hope you liked it. I hope, you know, you got some fun out of it and everything. But yeah, yeah so for the time being, we are Condensed Truth on Twitter. <laughs> if you like to email us, uh, next week is our last season six episode. So definitely if you have any questions for our bonus episode or even ideas for our bonus episode, I have a few, but um, nothing currently. But we are condensedtruthpod at gmail.com. Next time, we will be talking season six, episode 21, Field Trip, which I'm, we're going to have some fun with that. That one's a fun one. And Allie's going to come back on. Nice. So, yeah. Thank you to Rosia for coming on. You answered my Twitter call. Thank you for having uh, me. Yeah, thank you as always. I don't want to book these anymore. (laughs) (laughs) We're I just done. tweet occasionally and say, does anyone want to come on? <laughs> so, yeah. Um, hope everyone has a nice uh, week or weekend or whenever the hell these come out. So, <laughs> bye. Bye. Bye-bye.